0: The tax credit was a huge implication to our purchase decision because looking at the used market for Teslas, they, A, cost more than a new one, which didn't make sense to me. And B, I don't think you get the tax credit on a used one. It's not going to roll over to everybody who gets it. So that's where my head was at. So if they reduce or remove the tax credits for uh, EVs, I think it's going to be a huge hit. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10 com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options Podcast. I have three special free gifts for you over at 10MinuteStockTrader.com. That's the Triple Stock Profits ebook you can get for free. That's a Bullish Power Cheat Sheet that you can get for free. And if that wasn't enough at the brand new web class, How to Easily Discover Proven Backtested 100% Plus Winners, that is for free as well. You can get these three free gifts, all yours, at 10MinuteStockTrader.com. The Triple Stock Profits ebook, the free web class, and the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. And all you got to do is go to 10MinuteStockTrader.com. The How to Trade Stock Options podcast is now exclusively on sharevision.com, the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance, and that's where you can find us every single week over at sharevision.com. Just head to sharevision.com to learn more and type in 10 minute stock trader in the search bar. Come like and subscribe. I can't wait to see you over there at ShareVision.com, the first dedicated streaming platform for the world of finance.
1: What's up, traders? How we doing on out there? Uh, Smash that like. Let's get it started. Let's take a look at what's going on in the markets. I don't take a look at the futures markets too often, so let's go straight to the SPY. Let's take a look at the SPY. And you guys are seeing that bounce coming on in here. Let's take a look a little bit. Um, And today was another, wouldn't you know it, choppy day but then finally what happens around 2 p.m going into the close we start getting a rip i've been seeing this too common happening and a lot of this to me is just institutionals wiping out retail traders um so just be careful on out there i've been seeing it way too much that we stay in the zone stay in the zone stay in the zone and even we broke down to the lows today there around 12 p.m and then what happens boom, they bring it all the way back up. To me, this just seems more and more how retail is getting the hammer put to them. And we're seeing what? And end of the day rallies a lot of the times. Uh, Three out of the last four days, um, we've had those late rallies. And I think that a lot of this has to do with just plain and simple that. Retail getting washed out, institutionals making bigger gains. A lot of that being based on more hourly and trying to get around that, right? There's a lot of fake outs, bull traps all around here at the open, then a fade until like midday. And then all of a sudden a rally back It's definitely a a troubled market right now. I can just say that it's hard to trade it too. I can't blame you guys if you guys are having issues on out there. I myself am even at the point like, what strategy work? What strategy works out there? Because right now, at least the patterns that I know aren't holding. Like if you look at patterns, they just don't want to hold. Perfect example is like Rocket today. Um, I was trying to trade this one um, right out the gates here. Nice little pattern here holding well. And then what happens? Boom, breakdown of the pattern right back down there towards the gap down. I mean, I know this is Rocket and, you know, Rocket kind of, never really holds its gains and so maybe it was me uh being a little bit uh biased towards the upside there but um yeah not holding the gains at least from what i'm seeing all around i don't know if you guys take data on patterns but i can tell you at least from my eyes i'm not seeing many stocks holding patterns continuations it's all a bunch of kind of these big range moves where Goes from the bottom of the range to the top of the range, then back to the bottom of the range. So it's trouble to trade stocks like that. Uh, change agent. I don't know who my boy is, um, but my CEO, Jason Raznick. Now, uh, yeah, he had uh, money in Voyager. I don't know if he still has it in there or had it when this happened. Um, you guys could talk to Jason. Um, I I don't know what his portfolio has anymore. Uh, He hasn't been on in a little while, so I'm not sure if he still has it. So we'll just kind of keep moving. Let's get into the topics today. Of course, the Federal Reserve putting out their minutes here. Uh, Federal Reserve officials at their June meeting said another interest rate of potentially an increase of 50 or 75 basis points likely in the July meeting. uh, Raising benchmark borrowing rates by three quarters of percentage point in June was necessary to control the cost of living increases running at their highest level since 1981, central bankers said. So at least in that case, I think they are addressing things, right? They're addressing the interest rates and they're bringing back a little bit of that cost of living increase, but it's not as fast as we wanted to see, at least in the rent prices. I know we're still seeing rents, Still up to the moon, even though sales are going down, the prices are still holding up. I saw a report um, out there, even on New York, how sales had come down big, but the prices have not. Um, Another thing noted is that some reports of consumer sales slowing down and businesses holding back on investments due to rising costs. Um, This was also mentioned in the minutes. I think it's important to keep watch how these consumer stocks really kind of keep working. And do we still see kind of businesses holding back on investments due to the rising costs and inflation? Of course we saw inflation really tick down at least from the pricing of energy and commodity. But the question is, will we actually see it show up in the data? And of course this Friday, a really important number for us is the job number. Um, We could talk about the jobs numbers that we got today. Let's go ahead and touch that uh job openings totaled 11.25 million in may got the the banner here for us um so job openings totaled 11.25 in may considerable drop there um let's take a look here at the spy i'm going to put the spy three minute chart so you guys can see the action on the market right now um but Right here, they totaled 11.25 million, a considerable drop from the revised 11.68 in April. There were 5.9 million people counted as unemployed this month, meaning that there are 1.9 openings for every available worker. Layoffs, though, have nudged higher during the month here, and you've seen 1.39 million hitting the series low in April from the data going back in December 2000. So layoffs are starting to kind of show up and that's what we need to keep our eyes on to see if we are going to get inflation, uh, recession, right? A lot of people are talking about recession and it's not just if we get two GDP numbers that are negative, a lot of that's going to be also based on the outlook of the jobs. What is going on out there in that environment is so important. So this Friday's job number, I think it's going to be one of the most important, like always. The next number seems like the most important number. Uh, but something definitely to keep our eyes out. If we see a spike in the jobs number, what is happening and what will be talked about then? I think if we do see a spike in the jobs number, you see more and more talks of recession. And if we don't, you're gonna see some people starting to say that the Fed is gonna make potentially a U-turn. A U-turn would mean that they, you know, they're hiking rates, they're hiking rates, and all of a sudden they say, uh no, we're starting to see inflation tape tapering off so you know what instead of a 75 basis point hike rate we're only going to do a 25 that could be the start of the u-turn and we're seeing it turned around you guys could watch this by using the cme fed tool so i tell you guys to check out that tool look at the percentages that are being put out there so that you guys can keep on top of what is expected here okay uh, another thing that we got is the ism service index for june That registered at 55.3. Like always, guys, a reading on this above 50 indicates expansion. So this indicated that percentages of firm are seeing expansion here. And that's better than the 54 Dow estimate, though also decelerating from 55.9 in May. So it came down, but it's also not on contraction. A reading below 50 would have been contraction all right uh, another thing that happened of course is the voyager news right um voyager is i always forget about this ticker here there it is v v VYGVF, as you guys can see it's not trading right now and the big reason why of course is the crypto brokerage voyager digital uh filing chapter 11 bankruptcy protection here and the filing list assets between 1 billion and 10 billion so we're going to continue watch what's going on there Uh, The CEO did say that we strongly believe in the future of the industry, but the prolonged volatility in the crypto markets and the default of three arrows capital requires us to take this decisive action. Um, That was Voyager CEO. And just kind of comment there. I mean, at the end of the day, why did we get – I don't understand how, you know, being in cash. They said they have 350 over 350 million in cash why would you lend 650 million to three arrows capital that doesn't make sense in my book i, I don't know about you guys in the chat maybe you guys get some comments in the chat but it doesn't make sense of why you were lending out money when you were already in concerns of your own business it doesn't make sense i would love to ask steven that question um we'll see if we're able to get him on on benzinga I'm definitely going to do my best to try to get him on here to ask him that simple question. I don't know why they did that, but maybe you guys know because I definitely don't. Uh, let's go ahead, let's take a look at what's going on out there. <laughs> Born, you and me are both. Uh, I mean, I didn't want to get too far into it, but I just don't understand that. Um, but Rivian, let's go to some Rivian numbers. I, I did see Rivian kind of put out some numbers. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Rivian here. Rivian was getting a nice lift today. Let's take a look at how it's closing the day. Still holding those gains. Rivian confirmed that it's on track to build 25,000 vehicles in 2022 in line with the lower guidance that was issued in March. But we're going to continue to watch to see how Rivian continues to move, right? It's just bouncing off the bottom. I think you really need to kind of keep on watch because. What have we also seen in the industry? We've seen tons of red flags being waved by first it was Toyota, then it was Tesla, then it was the Chinese EVs, then it was going to General Motors, then it went to Ford. The question is, do we start hearing other mentions here of what Issues with production, we've been seeing this, whether it be supply chains, some uh, chip shortages, or just components overall. Vehicles, uh, Ford putting out a message last week that a ton of their vehicles were made m- with missing components. Um, a lot of this I need to keep on watch. That's why I'm not so sure about the Rivian story just yet, but it's something to keep on watch as we're seeing it definitely turn around. Uh, this was a stock that at one point was $150. $150 and now down to 30, so it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not out of the realms here to watch Rivian kind of catch a bottom, and I mean, at least they have a product, right, they're putting out some vehicles, and 25,000 vehicles is probably a lot more than you'll probably see out of, uh, let's say, like other automakers like Lucid right now, so hey, you guys are seeing them, they're trying to come back, but this was a lowered guidance, and just kind of keeping it in line here, we also did get mentions from Toyota. Um, Toyota Motors, uh, kind of right here, said it sold its 200,000 uh, plug-in electric vehicle, and so this is pretty much triggering a phase out of that extra benefit that you get um, if you're going after electric vehicles right now. In some areas, you can get 7,500 towards that vehicle um, from the from the Fed a lot of this is turning around now that the tax credits there because they only have a certain amount, right? So Tesla, General Motors, now Toyota all have sold that 200,000 vehicle. And so now at this point, what's going to happen is they're going to either have to come back and ask for more credits, or they're going to have to ask for an increased credits. And then with that being said, I'm sure they'd get some more credits. Um, But This is something to keep on watch, right? Because if, let's say, if certain vehicles like Ford still have that ability of giving you that 7,500 discount on the tax, I might be looking at Ford more often than I'm looking at GM, Toyota, or even Tesla. So keep this on your radar. I think it's something to kind of watch. We'll see how it kind of continues to develop. Yeah, Mitch, I'm a one man show. (laughs) What can I say, man? I have the drums playing, I have the trumpet playing. I also have a sax at the same time I'm singing and playing some tunes. So, uh there's one thing that I'll tell you though. I always have help out there. So I always got something up my sleeve to try to pull up and try to bring into the show. So, y- you guys know, sometimes I feel a little lonely. So today I said, "You know what? Let me reach out and reach out underneath that sleeve i got a guy named christopher that wants to come on Let, let's let's go ahead and reach out to my man i'm gonna bring him on here my man christopher
0: boom christopher. boom baby
1: what's, what's up, up dude? dude they were calling for you they said a one-man show i was like no, no i'm not a one man i can be a one-man show but dude. i could always bring some help mitch man you're
0: like running the show over there all day every day at this point i don't know how you're doing it well let's just say
1: uh the energy drinks are strong and the sleep is stronger cuz that's the only way to get through it man. Yeah, I can imagine. But I'll tell you one thing, we don't stop and that's one thing we'll never do. Um, I know I know you never stop either. So, I've been talking right now about EVs, right? So, today, Toyota talked about how their two plug-in vehicle has been out and this is they're kind of phasing out now the tax credit for the 7500, right? There's a 7500 tax credit out there. And I'm kind of wondering if this in the long run really affects this industry because you mm-hmm. yourself have been looking at some like Tesla to kind of buy into Tesla. And that's why I think it's an interesting question to bring to you also. And one thing I'm noticing is in the long run, I think there is going to be a shift, right. To like all electric, like a massive shift. But the question is the, the certain companies have an advantage with that tax credit. And will these companies that don't have that tax credit anymore be at a disadvantage?
0: Dude, i tell you that that is a enormous consideration. I mean, $7,500 on like- a, That's not cheap. No, I, I'm ballparking Toyota. Let's say it's $40,000. You're talking nearly 20% of that car that you're getting for free. You're getting a 20% mark off, off that car. That's sweet. Uh, for me personally, yeah, we did not get the Tesla yet. Funny story. So we were looking at the Model Y We went into the uh, Tesla showroom and I don't know if you've ever been in a Tesla showroom, but they literally locked the doors. It's not like any other showroom you've ever been in. They locked the doors and they're like, you can't actually get into our car unless you schedule the test drive. So (sighs) yeah, so I scheduled a test drive, which was two weeks after that point. Between those two dates, gas basically went from $4 to $5 and everybody (sighs) and their mom put an order in for a Tesla to the point where they were like, listen, we know you scheduled a test drive, but we sold everything. We sold literally possibly everything we have, all the demo vehicles. We don't even know when we can schedule you for another test drive. And I'm like, mm, you can't,
1: you can't. and, and interesting
0: at that time they had a 26 week wait for a delivery. So crazy talk, but yeah. I don't think Tesla gets that significant of the tax credit. Now I could be wrong and please correct me in the comments. Yeah, I feel like Tesla, because it's American made only gets like 4,500. So America first, what? I don't, I don't understand that. But either way, uh, I the tax credit was a huge implication to our purchase decision because looking at the used market for Teslas, they A, cost more than a new one, which didn't make sense to me. And B, I don't think you get the tax credit on a used one. It's not going to yeah. roll over to everybody who gets it.
1: So exactly
0: that's where my head was at. So if they reduce or remove, the tax credits for uh, EVs. I think it's gonna be a huge hit, but that's the last thing we need right now. If we're looking at recession, if we're looking at inflation, the last thing we need is for something else to cost more, especially when, how should we say, the policies that have been enacted have not really helped oil prices, so everybody's hurting these days.
1: It's interesting because I did see uh, also an article put out like a week or two ago. I, I don't know the exact date. I need to look it up. Uh, but there was an article put out by these uh, that the legacy automakers were going towards, uh, of course, the Biden administration asking for more credits, right, for potentially more money. And I understand that, especially in an inflationary environment, if this 7,500 turned to, let's say, 12,000 or 15,000, would that push people across the edge from saying, okay, time to get rid of the gas guzzler, kick that thing out the door and go for the, the electric vehicles. I think it's something to keep watch. And I think in the longer periods of time, as we get closer and closer to finally getting, let's say, maybe infrastructure to support electric yeah. vehicles, I think you'll see more and more mentions of a higher credit to try that, to help- that's-
0: The The infrastructure is still a a big deal because we just did a a road trip. uh, We did from Texas to Utah and back. And during that time, I'm looking around because, you know, we're shopping in the market for EVs. We're looking around and I'm thinking to myself, how far could I have driven on this road trip in an electric car realistically? Because I'm going on all these back roads. Um, I mean, I'm going, you know, Colorado, there's there's sparse parts where there's literally nothing around for it seems like forever. And I'm yeah. like, if I had an EV and then I had to wait an hour to go 200 miles and then another hour to go 200 miles, I don't know how feasible this could be. So the infrastructure, I think, still needs to catch up if we're going to be pushing the vehicles this strong, personally.
1: Definitely. Definitely. All right, let's go ahead. Let's continue. Let's take a look at what was hot and what was not today. So I like to look at the change from the percentage open Uh, today. We had actually, it's interesting. Utilities bouncing back a little bit after really being hit hard lately um, and healthcare up Um, actually down today on the low side is consumer cyclical energy continuing to get slacked Um, oil names like uh, X, uh, Exxon Mobil down about 1.9. Uh, you got Chevron down about 1.3. Um, I did see Oxy kind of holding on. Looks like Warren Buffett fans trying to keep <laughs> the battle on there. Uh, they they held it up though. They held it up. I got to give it to them. Seeing the other two down more than one percent and seeing this one hold up just shows me that hey, there's some people watching that Oxy and they 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 believe in Warren still. I can't blame them. Can't you know blame this them at all. this
0: market. I- Energy was really the only safe haven for a hot minute. And now that's gone. So I I think people are really going to be struggling to figure out which, uh, which way to go. But the funny thing is, is that like overall, the market, the spy has just chopped sideways for like nearly a month at this point. But these have been like brutal chops, right? I mean, if you are somebody who trades actively and you're managing risk. Uh, you've been cut real hard both directions lately. I would assume. I know I have been personally. Yeah. Just because there's nothing trending. Every time you turn mm-hmm. around, it's like, uh, you know, down four percent, up six percent, and and these yeah. are like not uh, trivial numbers. It feels like everything is a four percent or a six percent move at these points.
1: Let's take a look at the queues today. How did some of these uh, components perform today? Apple up about 0. 0.65. But man, it was so trappy. The action on Apple was actually like kind of bullish on the day. Uh, But, man, the overall market and even the queues, the queues were looking multiple times like they were going to break out early. Um, We did get a finally a push there, and then now you're seeing the decline, wouldn't you know it, uh, coming back into the hourly range. Um, But it's just been so many fake outs. Um, I've been trying to keep more and more look on the hourlies versus, let's say, even the 15-minute, which normally the 15-minute charts try to help you get around some of those kind of range-bound moves. But <laughs> not even the 15 minute is doing it. it. It has to be more further back to like the hourlies. And I don't know about you, Chris, but I've just been seeing too many top to bottom range moves.
0: Yes. And that's been struggling uh, for me as well, because I'm a, I am know you like to trade more intraday. I like to take on more of a swing position, as mm-hmm. somebody would call it. Uh, but I'm looking, you know, basically six to 10 days out. Dude, I haven't found a single trend that's lasted six days. Like every time I turn around, every that's time I put a trade on, part.
1: I'm taking it right off. It's frustrating as hell. <laughs> I <laughs> talked about that early in the show. I talked about how patterns just don't seem to hold in this market. And when patterns continuously are breaking down, that's when I start really just brake pedal on, brake pedal yeah. on. Because oh, yeah. until the patterns start showing up and holding trends... That's when I want to have my, you know, my capital get put to work, not in this environment where my capital really is kind of just getting hurt because of what? There's there's no trend right now. There's no consistent patterns. And when there's no trend or consistent patterns, that's when we easily just keep giving up gains and giving up our capital. So we'll see what happens here. I uh, wanted to take a look at some other stock out there. I did see a uh, stock like uh, Netflix taking a, a hit today. Uh, Netflix dropped about 2.1%. Let's see how it's ending the day here now. You know, uh, I think Netflix's
0: sentiment has changed. Uh, yeah, I mean, you dead. look over the last month. I mean, I, I pulled it up. It's The last three months is down 10%. Yeah. Year-to-date, uh, where is it at? Year-to-date, Netflix is down 69%. I mean, clearly, I, I remember having a conversation with somebody about two years ago or so. They were saying, you know, the Fang stocks they are the safe haven asset that you can always go to <laughs> now clearly at that time that was the case but now it's the opposite now it's shorting the fang stocks is the uh, the safe haven asset uh, i mean yeah. it's
1: so much has changed in the last couple of years right it is and then one of the things talked about here uh, barclays slashed the price target it's kind of funny they slashed it from 275 to 170 well my question is is why was it up at 275 but uh, <laughs> well, the stock was at <laughs> two seventy five. just a minute exactly. Ago. <laughs> they're chasing that price, baby, chasing that uh, price like analysts love to do. Can't blame them, but they're anticipating subscriber loss in the second quarter amid increased competition. I think Netflix is the story that I've been talking about where certain brands have been around for a certain amount of time and it gets to a point where if the brand doesn't keep innovating and making new products, new services, It gets to a point where it's just saturated, right? There's only a certain amount of market that Netflix can go for. So at this point, when they start getting saturated, what are the alternatives? They need to start kind of re-ramping their business to try to get that growth back in there because it's not going to come probably from, let's say, subscriber outlooks.
0: Well, you know, you and I had a conversation on this not all that long ago about Disney because uh, Disney came into the market really hot and strong with the release of Disney plus, and they try to copy Netflix's model of have a huge library and then also start adding to the library with original content. Mm -hmm. But now you've got all the households that are ever going to get Netflix. You've got all the households who are ever going to get Disney plus it's, it's like the stock market, right? When everybody's already bought their shares of stock, what, what can happen? They're going to sell. Or in this case, they're going to close her Netflix and their Disney accounts because now they have competition. Now they have something else that interests them, right? They 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 Netflixed and chilled everything that was available. Yep. And now they're like, oh, Amazon Prime's got a different library. Let me go through that library real quick. And then they'll, you know, just keep moving through. I think different this battles, industry is battles. uh I mean, clearly the cable industry, it's toast. Yeah. But we don't want to see the uh the streaming industry go that way. We need to have more I don't know, man. We need to have more compelling reasons to go there. For example, like Mandalorian on Disney Plus was like their biggest hit ever. And uh Netflix had uh Stranger Things, they had Squid Games and things like that. It's going to take more blockbuster hits to come through, but at the same time, if they're producing those blockbuster hits on their own, kind of like what Amazon's going through right now with their Lord of the Rings series, these are expensive. I mean, yeah. the lord of the Rings series is going to cost a billion dollars a billion dollars for a tv show i'm not getting a billion dollars worth out of it just saying i'm probably going to get like eight dollars maybe ten dollars worth out of it yeah. So to to sink a billion dollars worth into a show that hopefully becomes your mandalorian hopefully becomes your squid game it's a huge risk man and uh i don't know where they're gonna go but they're going to need to deliver consistently high quality content in order to keep subscribers. That's, that's really at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, it's showing up there in, in multiple streaming areas. I mean, I I think that one thing that you are seeing here is for a while, it was all the talk about cutting the cords, right. And then uh, that we, everything was moving to streaming. Well, I think we've kind of gotten to that point where majority is watched probably by streaming. I mean, if you look at numbers, there's still chords, but a lot of those chords could be also taken into uh, play. Like Comcast has like their their uh, web service where you can stream from there, right? Um, but one thing that we're starting to see, I think, is that that whole stream outlook that there's super growth in streaming, and I think that turned around and it's yeah. not the same outlook there. Um, no. Let's go ahead. Let's wrap on up here. It's about 4 o'clock. This hitting the tape now. Let's see where the SPY is closing up. Did we close up? Did we close unchanged? Where do we get to? Looks like we got right back a little bit into the range. We just closed a slight tick above there. Um, actually, I think the, the, the tick was actually on this for uh, this candle, so it closed back into the range. Um, we'll see if we get out of this range. I've been watching this for a while to see if we're going to actually you know, get up there and hold above 383s. I think with what you saw today it would be surprising to kind of be down tomorrow but like always guys you just never know in this market um even the fed minutes for a while there it popped the market and then brought it back down and then brought it back up and so that's why you got to be a little bit careful <laughs> out there um it's just really hard to determine trends in this environment and we'll we'll kind of keep watch um technology was an area we were gonna watch to see if it was strong today it kind of just went sideways, literally. Like this is my sector outlook, and I just see a harmony. So in in that case, it it kind of just took a day sideways. We'll see what happens tomorrow if we can get a push from some of these component stocks. I know Google has been on watch there from the split. It's getting a little bit of a lift here. Um, We'll see if that can continue pushing. But there really wasn't much today, at least in kind of certain headlines. And it was kind of slow action, choppy action. Um, I'll let you wrap up also, Christopher, what did you see today? At least from your eyes? Uh,
0: I mean, I am taking it super, super chill. I, like I said, I just got back from vacation. So I was flat on vacation, which if you're going on vacation this summer, don't try and trade while on vacation, go flat is what it is. Let that stress be gone. And then when you come back, then pick it up. But, uh, just a little bit short in GE, a little bit short in Philip Morris. That's all I got right now. Um, but yeah, I'm not taking any big positions in this market.
1: I can't blame you. Um, if you are, I, I, at least I don't know how you're doing it because uh, yeah. it's going to be trouble to hang on there. Uh, definitely with this volatility, I've seen a lot of that. There's certain times where we got to know when the environment's in our favor and patterns are holding. Right now just isn't it. Uh, but well, that'll, that'll do it for us, guys. Check out Christopher Udall on 10minutesstocktrader.com. If you guys want to find a way to look at the markets, you, you, you look down and you tell yourself, well, I don't got hours to trade on the day. If you just want to go ahead and have a quick, simple approach, check out my man, Christopher's a strategy with the 10 minute, uh, stock trader.com. He'll definitely help you guys out have a quicker approach to the market and keep it simple.
0: Appreciate it. All man. right.
1: Like always, guys, we'll be here tomorrow. Check us out on pre-market prep. Had a great day with you, Chris. Thank you for joining me. And with that, we're going to do it. That's going to wrap on up for today, guys. Smash the like. Get on out of here. Go enjoy the day. I know the market was tough today. So like always, it's okay. Bell's rung. It's time to go ahead and recap. Catch what happened. And we'll see what happens in the market. Big day tomorrow as we continue. And of course, on Friday, we'll continue to watch. Tomorrow, look out for Christopher Waller uh, from Fed Governor. Also, you got St. Louis FedPrez, James Bullard scheduled to speak. So it could be shaking up the market. We'll see what happens. See you guys next time right here on Benzinga.
0: Hey, don't forget, before you head out, head to secretinvestingbook.com right now to get your free copy of The Secret Investing Book. This is how to finally get a positively unfair advantage in the stock market. And it has 13 of the secrets that Wall Street does not want you to know. And I want to send this to you for free today. Just help me by covering shipping. And the way you can do that is by going to secretinvestingbook.com. That's secretinvestingbook.com. And I'll ship this out for you right away. Thanks so much. I'll see you there.